Welcome to episode 15 of the Tough Draw Talks podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hughes, recording from the Fort Worth Stockyards with our guest today. Appreciate you being along for the ride. Today's guest is arguably one of the brightest young stars in the sport of bull riding. Last year at the NFR, he showed people why he's a force to be reckoned with, and this year, he is in position in the top 10 in the PRCA and also is leading Rookie of the Year race in the PBR. Colton Fritzlin is here with us. Colton, how's it going, man? Doing good. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad to have you on. Yeah. Um, so you and I actually met while we were shooting the Lane Frost doc. We were interviewing JB over at Billy Bob's. So, you know, as soon as I met you, I, you know, I was a big fan. My wife and I actually went to a perf last year at the NFR and we saw you won that round that we went and saw. So that was that was really awesome. Yeah. Man, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to listen to the podcast, but we like to start off with just a couple of warm up questions. Um, so if you could meet one person dead or alive, who would it be and why? It'd be Lane Frost for sure. You know, I'd like to pick his brain, you know, on, you know, obviously riding bulls, but you know, how to go amongst being a good person and everything and everyday life. And, uh, you know, he came from a ranching background and everything. So, you know, he know how to work hard and everything he did and obviously showed up in his bull riding. So, you know, it'd be kind of cool. And I remember growing up when I was little, you know, eight seconds was my favorite movie to watch, you know, and then I'd went on and had bought the uh, Challenge of Champions, that yep. DVD, and yep. I done watched it out, yeah. you know. So Heck yeah. they went everywhere with me, and, you know, he's always stuck out to me. I'm pretty dang cool guy. That's awesome. Did you know Clyde was actually a part of the first NFR? In the bronc riding i didn't he did he was and uh miss elsie actually worked you know worked the, for the rodeo office for the first nfr there you go yeah Good so deal. that was cool i don't know if you knew that or nope. not but all right well you kind of stole my thunder the next question was what's your favorite movie so outside of eight seconds what's your favorite movie <laughs> yeah, i don't know i'd have to uh probably lonesome dove it might be a long one but there's a uh, dang good life lessons in that movie and bunch of cowboys heck yeah heck yeah what hobbies do you have outside i mean bull riding is what you do but what yes, kind of sir. hobbies do you have outside of the sport i like to rope you know ride horses um i like to fish quite a bit hunt you know just pretty much just stay busy you know i don't like to settle down a whole lot you know i always like to be doing something so but generally it's riding horses and doing that stuff so a cool cool story for you for fishing so past weekend um for celebrate my birthday i went and hung out with stetson frost yeah. he's been on two episodes runs the lane frost brand good friend of mine and uh i actually got to go fishing in a pond behind lane's house so we there caught we caught a couple bass yeah my kid my eight-year-old son who had never caught a fish before pulled like a four-pound catfish out stetson and there i were like go. whoa you know yeah so yeah anyway so that was cool that Very was cool. and that was my wife she asked me she was like how cool is it that you got to go fishing in the same pond that Lane probably did? I yeah. was like, yeah, no, that's real cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, all right, so this one, you know, this one always, it, this question always interests me because people can just take it wherever. What's the best compliment you've ever received? And I could <laughs> tell you, you know. Um, I, man, I don't. I don't know. I guess the biggest thing for me was to feel all the love and support after the finals this year. You know, I got texts and phone calls and messages from all the social media and everything and just felt very fortunate to have all the support and, you know, kind of, 
you know, fires you up for the next year to do even better. But, uh, you know, you got to still have that fire underneath you that you got to go prove not only what you had done, but what you want to do to everybody else. So, but definitely feeling that was pretty dang cool. That's awesome, man. Uh, you know, and then the last one, what makes you tick? Like what gets you going? What keeps you pumped? What keeps you chasing the dream of bull riding? What is it? Just the love of the sport. I'll be honest with you. You know, I was, I was blessed to start this at a very young age. Um, you know, I, I, I went rodeoing ever since I could remember, you know, and and just the, the people you meet, places you see, the atmosphere around it, there ain't nothing better in this world. There ain't. Um, you know, so it just fires me up getting to new places and, uh, you know, even old places and just, you know, going to do my job and just having fun doing it. That's what rodeo and bull riding's all about. Heck yeah. When you show up to some of those like older arenas and venues, some of the big historic ones, like what's that like for you? Uh, Since you have been rodeoing your whole life and stuff, what yeah, does that mean? You know, it's special, real special, you know, to know that there was legends, you know, sitting at the same spot you were, you know, the, the same shoes, you know, as you are right now, you know, but the difference is, is, you know, they did it, so if you want to do it, you better get it done. And, you know, if you want to yeah. live up to their, you know, standards and everything and what they've done. So, but I know it puts a fire underneath me, yeah. you know, seeing all that stuff. So, heck yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're referencing family and stuff like that and how the rodeo community feels like a big family. But yeah. congratulations to you because you have a little one on the way. I do. Right. Yep. How cool is that? How excited are you to be a dad? I was, you know, pretty starstruck at first, <laughs> you know, but now it's starting to sink in. It's going to be a little baby girl, they said the other day. So um, definitely going to start riding better, I'd say, and, <laughs> you know, but yeah. that's going to be cool. Just, a, you know, another extra support and everything and, you know, just another thing to make you ride better and keep exactly. your hands shut, you another, know, yeah. so it'll be fun. I'm excited. Another reason why, huh? Yeah, yeah. dang right. Yeah. So, all right, so – you know, kid from Colorado, tell me a little bit about your background. You know, you said you grew up rodeoing and stuff, but, yeah. you know, uh, Rifle, Colorado, right? Yeah, they're in uh, Rangeley, Colorado, okay. you know. So, you know, grew up, you know, around horses and cows and stuff, kind of ranching, you know, putting up hay every year. And then I was about seven years old. You know, I'd always wanted to be a bull rider. It always caught my eye. You know, my uncles rode bucking horses and always wanted to stay for the bull riding sometimes we did sometimes we didn't you know and and my my dad at the time he you know bulldogged and rode bucking horses too and uh seven years old my mom had some roping steers around there and i said it's time you know and i was i'll be honest i was, I was pretty cocky when i was little you know i was <laughs> you know he said shut around but uh you know it was pretty eye-opening you know how nervous i got and everything but i knew once i did it i wanted to do it for for a very long time and just kind of started there and um you know pretty much got on whatever we get our hands on i remember we went to um roosevelt utah and to that sale barn and we uh i'd bought a heifer just a old i don't even remember what she was merely you know just a red heifer and we bucked her so much that we uh <laughs> rubbed her flanks raw oh, on there like we just, you know, it's that was just the love we had for it, and I was blessed with my mom and dad to, you know, be there and and uh, give me everything I needed to to succeed. So that's kind of how it all started. That's awesome, man. So, you know, the transition for you, um, you know, 
one of the things that's always struck me is you're you're really young and especially like at last year's nfr it really stood out how young you were and stuff like that but what is what has that been like transitioning from you know getting on steers to whatever you could to kind of high school mm-hmm. you know high school rodeo to because obviously you know when you watch high school rodeo the level of buck and bull is completely different it is so how does how does somebody at the age you were at and are at transition to be able to ride some of the rankest stuff in the world i tell you what like uh you know when i was younger i got on a lot of bulls a lot of bulls and you know i knew i could ride pretty good you know in in high school rodeo and i won state a couple times and stuff but never could when i got to nationals i just never could you know kick it off and, and win a national title there or nothing but it it really for me when it sunk in is when i got down here to go to college snyder um you know you're just you know colorado i'm not saying it's a bad atmosphere or nothing but when you come down here it's it's a totally different atmosphere you know there's there's guys that that want to succeed as much as you do you know so you know i was lucky to be around them kind of guys in college and you know we just went to jackpot bull ridings i'm in there every week you know we didn't care where they were going but we were going and uh getting on practice bulls and and really that's when you know and that coach he helped me out tremendously um but it's you know that and it's really just getting serious about the sport you know so you know you got kind of flip that switch and say hey you know if i'm gonna do this i better do it right you know and and go with it to to win a world title every year because i mean all the top contenders are going to the same rodeos throughout the year so you don't have any excuse to not win a world title so that's kind of how i started looking at it that's awesome so you just referenced flipping a switch and we had dalton on dalton castle on a podcast and you know he we talked a lot about riley yeah. uh riley Sanford, Sanford. bringing bulls out yeah. to big spring yeah and that kind of being what flipped the switch for him is there is there a moment for you where the where the switch flipped or is it more of just kind of the shift the it, overall uh, shift kind of change it it was you know it didn't like you know it didn't flip automatically you know i didn't just you know one day ride fair and then the next you know but it took it took a pretty big injury when i was in high school to say hey and there was a lot of uh how do i put this naysayers Mm -hmm. where i'm from yeah say you know he's got the talent he's got everything he just can't stay healthy yeah and that's I tell you what, that, that fired me up more than anything. And really, I got a hold of a good sport, sports psychologist and started working with her. Um, you know, she helped me flip the switch too. But then, like I said, this that transitioned over right into my first year of college to where I was going to go and, and, and work at it every day and still do. And that's just kind of been how it's been. And speaking on Dalton – so my first year of college, it was him and I. We'd go back and forth. Like he was, oh, it was his cool. second year, my first year, yeah. and we went to rallies. Like that's I say, like I went to bull rides, but mm-hmm. I'd go to rallies a lot too, you know, because that atmosphere out there was. I mean, you show up, you wanted to ride something, you know, and they're think you're gonna buck. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, old Dalton, we'd go back and forth every weekend, you know, and it was kind of like who's gonna do it, you know. One weekend he'd get first, I get second, you know, and that and that transitions into now too, you know, it's. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see that every weekend, too. That's cool. That's a cool connection. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to West Texas there, since that's where I'm from around there. Like, you and I talked about that earlier. But, you know, you just – you actually – it's cool because you made a comparison. Um, You're from – 
you know, you're from Colorado and you talked about how the ball game's a little different when you come down here. Yeah. So it's cool because, you know, I played high school football and stuff and I played in West Texas. And so it's like, you know, the whole Friday night lights thing, oh, yeah. which, you know, and you and I hadn't really got to talk about this, but that's kind of how tough draw got started was me, you know, me wanting to make a story that was the Friday night lights for bull riding, which Definitely. is what tough draw the script is. Um, obviously it's evolved a ton and the company, you know, we're doing docs now and different things, but, but anyway, that's that, to me, that's so cool that you kind of compare that because, you know, I've always thought that, or I've always kind of wondered like, is Texas kind of its own different animal when yeah. it comes to, um, you know, to rodeo per yeah. se. Um, so do you remember your first pro event you ever went to? Oh yeah. What was it? it? Was, was it a uh, PRCA? It was a pro rodeo. Okay. It was in uh, Lufkin, Texas. It was, I think I'd been 18 for two weeks. <laughs> and, you know, I was, you know, in high school, I always wanted to make either the NFR or the P-Roll Finals when I was 18. You know, I'd seen a lot of guys do it, and I was like, I want to, I think I can do it. Yeah. So I entered Lufkin, Texas, and Athens. I only mm-hmm. entered two rodeos, and I lived in Rifle at the time, and I drove... <laughs> 16, 17 hours. Me and yep. a buddy I went to high school with and went to Lufkin in Athens and I got on, a, I actually got on Revolution of Stay Smith, Garrett, and Scott Burris. He'd been to the finals numerous and I was fired up. You know, I was yeah. wanting to have him. He, uh, he dang sure showed me where I was at. And he, <laughs> you know, I didn't do very good that week. Yeah. And, you know, it, uh, you know, my dad said, hey, well, once you circuit rodeo and I didn't like to circuit rodeo. Like, I, if I was going to go, I wanted to go, you know, but I said, yeah, so, I actually got a job at a trucking company at the time, and I hated it. Yeah, I was taking tires off trailers and semis and picking up trash around the yard. I was just, you know, I wasn't in the seat driving. I was I was out there working and stuff. Yeah. And uh, actually, Moab, Utah was the first one I entered back in. I think that was May, first part of May. It was eight six and a half won it. I went back to that job. I said, "I'm see ya." I said, "I'm going rodeoing." <laughs> I've been rodeo. back since. That's cool. So you talked about Lane and you talked about eight seconds. Some, um, tell me about if you can remember the experience of like your first tough Heatman event. Because yeah. I know you've been to some of the tough Heatman events as well. Definitely. What are those like? You won El Paso. I did. Um, yeah. What What did you think? Maybe the first time you got yeah. to meet tough and different things like that. What was going through your head? Definitely. You know, um, I had a buddy that. Uh, and new and tough, and I said, I want to go his bull riding. It was actually El Paso the year before. He said, all right, let me see, and he, he got me in. And, uh, you know, that was, you know, I'd, I'd never been to one. You know, I'd heard about a bunch about him, you know. But yeah. I was like, if I'm, you know, it's a tough hit him, in. I better show up to ride. <laughs> yeah. And I actually got on, I remember his Chocolate Thunder of Garrett Versus, and uh, he's right there around the right. And he, I think I was eight, nine and a half, and um, – I, I came back to the 12 man and got on one. He kind of, you know, got me in my arm, but I, just, I tried my hardest. I did. I freaking wasn't letting go. And, and I remember tough coming up to me. He said, you know, I like you. He said, you know, you don't quit. You want to keep your hands shut. And that kind of stuck with me ever since. And that's cool. You know, I've been to, I went to Vegas one year and didn't have some luck there. And then the very next year El Paso and that bull ride to me is my favorite bull ride I go to. You know, yeah. they pack that thing, and it's... It's crazy. It's fun. I love it, you know. The Casa Ford section alone. Oh. Like, you could you could take oh, everybody yeah. out of the arena and just feel the Casa Ford That's section, it. and it'd That's be like, it. it'd still be a rowdy party. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so dang cool. You know, it's just... It seems like, for me, when I get in that atmosphere, 
of of a guy I've looked up to as far as tough, you know, is, yeah. is you know, it kind of makes me step up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I don't know who, who it wouldn't, you yeah. know, but for me, definitely. And I love these events, and uh, they're pretty dang cool. That's awesome, man. So you you referenced winning one, going eighty six and a half, and going back to your job and saying adios. Yeah. Um, what were some early wins in your twenty twenty season that kind of really helped or even even if it wasn't a win maybe it was just some some ride or some rodeo that just yeah. kind of helped kickstart you a little bit um i'd say odessa you know that was the first one of the year um and all roads lead to west texas go no, ahead it it? <laughs> um you know and I, I i'd went home for a little bit and uh you know because that was like i can't remember i think odessa in january yeah so I went home for Christmas, and when I was coming back down, I was like, uh, I worked, made it work where I could just go to Odessa. And I uh, had a really good bull of uh, D&H cattle, and I think I was I was 88 on him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's when it kind of kicked off because I ended up winning that rodeo. That's awesome. And it, and it shot me to, like, number I, – I was in the top 10 in the world yeah. by that time. And I had, you know, PRCA calling me and some people calling me. And I was like, hey, this feels pretty pretty cool, cool yeah. you know. And I remember I was in Denver, Colorado, and and that's when they were doing it. They were calling me. Well, then, you know, for me, that rolled right into San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I didn't win San Antonio, but I dang sure put some rides together that that's awesome. still remember this day, oh, yeah. you know. 100%. And, you know, kind of never looked back from there. It was that confidence boost. Mm-hmm. So, I've always wondered this, but with a rodeo like Odessa or a stock show or something like that, when you go and you're one of the early people up and you're left to just, okay, well, headed to the next thing and your score's just sitting there, yeah. how do you feel? Like, I've always wondered if you if you look at it, if you worry about it, oh, if yeah. you're just like, whatever, I, I did do. the best I could. Like, <laughs> like if, I'm, if I'm rodeoing hard, I might not look at it, you know what I yeah. mean? Because there's, there's so many good rodeos that you can, mm-hmm. you know, but... Odessa kind of just in that month alone is like the best one that you can, you know, win kind of as far as money and stuff other than Denver. But, you know, I was before heading to Denver and I was like, hey, you know, rookie year, I'd be pretty cool to win that. (laughs) I was looking on every day. I remember it. But, yeah, I do do that. But for rodeo and hard, I don't pay attention to it. So 2020, that year was obviously screwed up for everybody. Yeah. But, you know, that was your rookie year like you're alluding to what what was that like what was 2020 like you know you started with odessa went into san antonio and stuff like that you know you're sitting pretty good you know what uh, talk a little bit about how that kind of threw you off and what what you did to kind of get through it and then what kept you kept your momentum up going into the nfr yeah 2020 for me was a roller coaster ride you know during the winter it started pretty good and then COVID hit, and I was 15th in the world, 15th or 16th, I can't remember. And I've always heard of guys saying, you know, that's the that's the breaking point. Like, you don't want to be that guy, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I understand. I mean, everybody understand that. And, and COVID hit for, what, two months, and I had to see that. I had to look at that every day. And it, and it really put a fire underneath me. It, it, put, it motivated me. I said, what, what am I doing here? Like, why? You know, I shouldn't be here. I need to be in the top three. That was my goal. Yeah. And um, 
So, I mean, I didn't slow down. I went to jackpot bull ridings. Yeah. I worked out still. You just kept bulls, going. Kept going as if I was rodeoing, you know, yeah. and, and kind of made it in perspective of, you know, of that. And uh, i tell you what, when I came back, it was it was, it was was okay. And uh, my fourth was phenomenal. Like, I had a great fourth run. And then I broke my jaw there last year. Yeah. And uh, middle of July. And... It in, they ended up putting plates, and I was out for, I think, four weeks. I I told my doctor, I said, hey, I need to get back out, you know, because I was about 10th then. Yeah. I said, this is I said I can get surgery or whatever we need to before the finals, but right now it's, it's go time. And yeah. he understood. Well, then it ended up getting infected. So Dang. I was on antibiotics while I was rodeoing. And I remember I was in, I was up north in Montana, and I told, I mean, Clayton were rodeoing together. I said, I need to go home. I need to get on practice pools or something because I'd fallen off, I think, three years in a row or something. But, I I mean, I just didn't want to fall off. I mean, I was hating it. And I remember Stetcher not come up to me. He said, no, you don't need that. He said, you, mm-hmm. it takes one, and you'll get it turned around. And, and it sure enough did. And ended the year, I think I ended up 10th before the finals. Yeah. Um, Stetson's a good kid. He is. He dang sure he really is. really is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I remember Stephen Bill, I, was, I won like fourth in that rodeo, and I just remember – announcer just said he was Arlington bound and then you know for the finals I kind of just kind of regrouped like kind of not necessarily started over but I kind of you know I got new shirts new kind of stuff like that kind of just <laughs> yeah. for a fresh start you know what I mean and and uh got on some practice pools beforehand wrote them like a day off one right <laughs> one around the left is what I wanted yeah and uh just went into the NFR as a world champion not as a guy there but a world title contender yeah, and I mean we fell short, but I'm very blessed for what I accomplished there. Um, but I tell you what, it's fired me up. I want to get back. I mean, you won the average. Yeah, that's. I mean, as a rookie, how special was that? As as special, you know, like you know, it was. I tell you what, it is the most fun I had. You know, and then it was kind of cool. I kind of got into a new routine when I was out there. You know, I mean, ten days. And somewhere you're going to have to, you know, kind of make plans ahead of time to make it to the perf and everything. And I kind of got into this routine that, you know, it was it was working for me. And I was like, hey, you know, this is pretty cool. And and uh, oh, I, I just had a blast out there, you know, it's atmosphere walking in, you know, underneath the big lights and everything. And yeah, so just, so that's that's actually really interesting, like obviously you'd been to a lot of arenas you'd been a lot a lot of outdoor stuff a lot of indoor stuff but what was it like in globe life oh because so i don't know if you knew uh taylor hearn pitcher for the texas rangers his he was on the podcast with us okay and he we did the podcast with him at the nfr um his uh grandpa cleo hearn Mm -hmm. was a roper and his dad and his uncle calf roped as well and so we got to talk to Taylor, uh, who pitches for the Rangers now. Mm-hmm. We got to talk to him about kind of the transition of Globe Life into, and you know, and obviously he brings an interesting perspective, being you know being a roper and stuff like that. But what was that like for you from the rough stock side, like such a big venue, and like how cool was that? Oh, I loved it. You know, there's, you know, they were asking, you know, you know what it's going to feel like without going to Vegas, you know, and I been to vegas <laughs> so you didn't have anything to compare I had nothing it to. to compare it to yeah. i loved it you know it's yeah. it just it was it was so cool as you know i showed up and um you know checking in and whatnot like it was just that's kind of when it's it synced in you know 
excuse me, it, uh, you know, showing up, checking in, seeing everybody there and, and, and guys that you kind of look up to as, as rodeo athletes, you know, there and, and, uh, oh, I just had a blast. Like it, it just fired me up every time I left my motel, the hotel I was staying at just that, you know, we got a chance to win some big money and, and, and some good stuff here, you know, let's just do it. You yeah. know, just, it's fun for me. I don't like it. Just, I don't know. That's awesome, man. Um, what was your biggest surprise in your rookie year? Like, what what kind of stood out of, that kind of shocked you that you didn't necessarily know going into it? Definitely. Um, I tell you what. I mean, I just, you know, I'm a big like on the mental side of of the sport, and you know, I, I'd set goals of what I'd want to do that year. And, you know, there there had been some stuff beforehand, you know, when I with injuries and stuff that, that, you know, I came back sooner than what it was expected because it was just I expected it of myself to do it. Yeah. You know, I didn't think there was any other way. And so when I sat down and said I wanted to win Rookie of the Year, um, the average at the NFR would be top three in the world. And it ended up being that. Like it ended oh my up, god! That's I, the goals I, you set. Yeah, I said Holy it. Holy moly, that's crazy! And uh, I, I wrote them down every day. I just day. got chills. I wrote so them down every you day. You finished third, right? I finished third in yeah. the world, and I. But I, like I said, I wrote them down every day, and it's amazing. It just there was times that I, it was freaking pushing me. You know, yeah. like I said, it was a big roller coaster. Like like when I broke my jaw and everything, and now that's been a big thing for me now is to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, control your ride, control your life. So I'm starting to say, and you know, so you can get to the next one and win money everywhere you go. Keep your hands shut, and do your job. But you know, that was just kind of cool at the end, um, and kind of I don't know, just during the finals, I could just see it more and more. You know, went from tenth in the world, and then after a couple rounds, I was sixth to fourth to third, and that's how it ended up. That's cool. So <clears throat> you you alluded to something earlier um, that I'm fascinated by because i've heard of it i just don't know much about it but the sports psychologist Mm -hmm. like you know like you said it's a big mental thing for you as well um but like you know talk a little bit about that with bull riding like obviously you know the physical the physical is the physical right Mm -hmm. you're never gonna overpower an 1800 pound bull definitely you know um unless you're glare marchi or something and you've got like superhuman strength no um but no, I mean, talk a little bit about the mental the mental aspect. What does what does a sports psychologist do? Right, you know, when I was younger, you know, I'd, I'd heard a little bit about the sports psychology of everything and and whatnot. And then, you know, when I got hurt with my leg, you know, Cody Lostro and and Reese Cates had heard and and they had referenced me. And she's uh she well when she was eighteen years old, she went to the Olympics in skiing wow. and whatnot. Okay. You know, like she yeah. she still is a sports psychologist for Olympic skiers, hockey players. That's really cool. She's she's really cool. And, you know, she kind of just kind of stepped me back a little bit. You know, don't get too ahead of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want to do out through your life and throughout your day that will show up in your bull riding pretty much, right? So, you know, how you treat people, how you're eating, what's your healthy, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Just that, uh, like what what you have to do to make it where you're the best every day. Yeah, you know, and and, as, and for your bull riding, 
Yeah. And like I just took that to heart and I just, you know, I was reading a couple books about it and everything and it's just stuck to me out the most. You know, I feel That's like awesome. if I'm if I'm, you know, with this with this shoulder injury, I've gotten back to calling her, you know, like, hey, what should I do? What mm-hmm. you know, what what's the deal here? You know, and, and uh it just feels like to me when I talk to her, it just kinda gets me back in that big you know, another rhythm, yeah. another routine that just makes me show up and win. And yeah. it's just and I don't know. Yeah. Seem to seems to work, so I'll mm-hmm. keep using it. Yeah. So I noticed your I am second bracelet. Mm-hmm. How does your faith play into um into your writing, into your routine, into your strength to push through injuries? Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, it's a big part for me. You yeah. know, there's there's someone bigger than us, I do believe. Oh yeah. And uh that's that's rodeo too in, 100%. in PBR, you know, yeah. bull ridings. It's you know, that's that's pretty dang cool to see, you know, it don't matter if it's Vegas or a bull riding here mm-hmm. there's always a prayer and there's always the national anthem yeah and it sticks out to me you know is there's still believers and everything and like I said like it's it, it's work miracles for me oh, and like I yeah. you know I believe in I 100%. you know a lot of rodeo people I mean majority mm-hmm. uh, you know believe in everything so that's pretty dang cool to me yeah 100% man so you know huge NFR did you go, what were you, 7, seven of 10 or 6 of 10? 7 of 10. 7 of 10, that's right. I can't get that wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, so 7 of 10, you know, won the average, achieved the goals that you had set for yourself. 2021 started off pretty hot. <laughs> had the you, you went ahead and started going to some PBRs. Mm-hmm. Second place uh, in more South Carolina Grange. for the velocity. Yeah. yeah. And then you ended up winning the Unleash the Beast event in – Okeechobee, Okeechobee right? Yeah. That's a funny name to say. Yeah. But anyway, you put yourself in a heck of a position there. Um, you know, and then and then you went into the American. So, you know, what was what was the first first of this year like for you? You know, it was it's was pretty it was, it was great. You know, um I didn't know you know from the rodeo schedule we had the year before. Mm-hmm. You know, I was as you know, I'd always wanted to go to the PBR and always wanted to win a world win a world title there. You know, and always will. And so, you know, I thought, you know, I think now would be the time to, you know, go and uh, kind of see what the rodeo schedule is like. You know, I can fit in a couple here and there and kind of see where it goes. And at the time, my main focus was on the PBR. You know, so you know, did go to Okeechobee, did fairly decent place at some other events. Mm-hmm. Then the American hit. And here I am, I won 50,000 towards the PRSA standings, and I'm number one in the world. And I'm like, gosh, dang, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I Good love problem it. Good to have. Right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of had to shift my focus. How am I going to fit both of them, you know, and enough where my body would stay maintained and where I was healthy and, and, and good to go and fresh every everywhere I went. And, you know, the first year was great. I loved it. You know, I was in, I bought in the house after the finals, you know, and it was, you know, all the, all the dreams and stuff I had as a kid, you know, were kind of starting to fall into play as, as what I'd want, you know, not a lot, but a majority, yeah, you know, starting to get there, you know, yeah. so, and, uh, so it was pretty dang cool to see that. Yeah. And early, early in the year is when, when I alluded to that we met you when we were interviewing JB yeah. for the documentary, what was it like, like, 
traveling and going on the road with a guy like JB. Yeah. You know, that guy, he's, I learned something from him every time I'm around him. You know, his, his mental aspect of not only bull riding, but life is great. You know, he, he knows what he's got to do. He knows what he wants to do and he's going to do it. You know, it's, that's it. And, uh, you know, he likes to have fun. He likes to, you know, do what he likes and everything. And, you know, kind of just seeing him do that. But he's he's also a cowboy, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's – you and you can see it. You know, when when I got to his house, you can tell he's he just not just a bull rider. He's also a dang good cowboy, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, he can see it. And it kind of rubs off on me, I think. And I – which I'm glad to. You know, it, it's kind of cool because it will make you – I close your hand a bit more here and there and get the job done when you want to. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, you know, originally, uh, I mean, you're sitting in the top 10 in the PRCA. Um, but unfortunately you got injured recently. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about that and kind of just what you can tell us just generally about kind of your schedule and your hopes for the rest of the year. Yeah. So, Mm. um, I dislocated it about two months ago, May 19th. Um, came out with a torn labrum, and uh, the capsule was torn a little bit too, and had some nerve damage or whatnot. So pretty much Tandy put it in and said, here's the deal. He said, you can go to, to rehab for a month and see what we look like, you know, and I said, okay. So I went to rehab twice a week, but I would do rehab at my house too every night. Yeah. It didn't matter if I went to rehab that day, too. I, I had a regimen. I was going to do rehab every day because I wanted to go back. You know, yeah. I wanted to come back stronger and healthier and did not want to get surgery. And, honestly, the physical therapists were very pleased with it. Like they said, they couldn't believe it. Like, I, my strength, my motion, everything. And I said, well, that's good to hear. They didn't think I'd have to have surgery. But they didn't think I was right to go back to rodeo again. Yeah. Well, I went to Tandy for that month appointment, and he said, well, you look, you look good enough. He said, you got to ride with the brace. So if it comes out, better get surgery on it again. Yeah. And at the time, you know, for me, I was saying, okay, you know, I can get back to rodeo and this brace ain't going to, you know, set me, set me back at all. You know, it feels yeah. fine. You know, I was wrong. Yeah. You know, it, you know, I could get some road, you know, um, and whatnot. And I went rodeo on the fourth and once the money and really impressed it and, and whatnot, I only entered those two in Cody. But for me, it felt like I was putting myself in a position more, um, I say it, more vulnerable. Yeah. You know, because I just felt like a sitting duck with my arm. Like yeah. I, you know, I just couldn't feel like I could move. I mean, I could get them rode, but they're – for me, I just didn't feel like I could carry on with, that, with the year with going to both associations and be world champion at the end of the year. Yeah. You know, and I talked to – you know, Donnie Gaywood came up to me. And, I mean, it took some thought, too. You yeah. know, I didn't just say that overnight. Like, it, I, I gave it an honest effort to try to come back with it the way it was. And um, so now um, I'm back to going to physical therapy twice a day or twice a week. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't, you know, but we're kind of looking at, you know, probably the PBR World Finals right now um, coming back for it, you know, because they're, they're wanting to do surgery on it pretty well. Um, then that put me out till January and missed both finals. That's kind of, you know, I'd hate to, for all that I've done this year, which 
I wouldn't say is what I've wanted to do, but I mean, I mean, it's substantial. That's, that's what yeah. the cards I have to deal with. Yeah, so I'd sure. like to go to the world finals and make some money and do the, do good there and roll right into 2022 with the, you know, open mind, feeling healthy. If you know, get yeah. the ball rolling then for sure. So, so odds are at this juncture, you won't be able to go to enough PRCAs to make the NFR. Correct. Yeah. Isn't so, that how that works? Yeah. So, okay. Um, for your American money and your Extreme Bulls money account, you got to go to 40 rodeos. I've been to 11 this year. So, Dang. you know, yeah. it's, you know, oh, that's the way so it basically, is. So basically when the cutoff comes, what they'll do is they'll look at the fact that they'll basically take away their American money, essentially. Yeah. Okay. So without okay, the American money, sense. I have about 15000 Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so that's what that's that's how it would be. Okay. Um, just generally um, – Talk a little bit about the differences between rodeo and PBR. Like, you know, travel, how it mm-hmm. works, whatever. Yeah. Just kind of the differences. How, well, let me start off this way. How hard is it to do both? It's extremely hard. So, with a guy like Dalen Swearingen, <laughs> that was able to make it to both oh, yeah. a couple years ago. And the college finals, yeah. But, yeah, like how 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 impressive was that and how how dedicated and how much time and can you imagine the commitment oh level? yeah i mean i tip my hat to him because like i've i i don't know that's that's pretty that's doing it you know that's a lot of bulls you know and and you know there's there's good bulls at the prca but there's there's not as many as when you go to the pbr i don't think yeah. you know so you know when you go to the pbrs you're getting at least three bulls a weekend that are pretty good you know right um you know, and doing that and traveling, you know, traveling is kind of different. You know, when you're pro rodeo, you can kind of line pro rodeos up. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have to drive 10 hours, but then you can be a couple hours from each one or fly or whatnot. You know, yeah. it's it's a lot of traveling, you know. And it uh, seemed like the PBR, you know, just fly in and fly out. You know, pretty easy, yeah. pretty self-explanatory. Um, but, yes, it is. I'd say it's extremely hard to do both. <laughs> and, you know, I've... I've kind of realized, like, I think a guy ought to just do one or the other. Yeah. And be the best he can at whatever he chooses. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you could be given 75% towards one and 25% the other. You're still Man, doing good. ain't doing you much good. But if you put that 25% in the other one, you'll be 100% at that other one, and you'll win a lot more. You know, yeah. be a lot better, so. Well, you talked a little bit about goals and how you had goals. What are some of your future goals? You've mentioned be a world champion in both. Yeah. So interesting thing about that, uh, with JB doing what he's doing right now, you know, the only person that's ever won both is tough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because I hadn't really thought about that until the other day. Um, it was an article that had come out, I guess it was after Reno, mm-hmm. after JB won Reno. and how he's been shooting up the standings and stuff, but uh, it's just, it's cool to think about. Like, if you were able to do something like that, how cool would that be? That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's my goal. You yeah. know, like, you know, when, when a kid starts riding bulls, he wants to be the best. You know, he, he you don't want to be just good. You know, you want to be the best at it, yeah. you know? So, I mean, I kind of sat down and made it to where I want to win anything and everything a bull rider can set out and win mm-hmm. as far as average rookie of the year and world titles 
That's cool. You know, there's that way I can't. Well, you've done you know, the average. Yeah. You did the PRCA rookie of the year. Yo, it's just You're on track for the PBR. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll That's just, awesome. you know, we'll just see where it goes. You know, I mean, yeah. You know, I'll keep doing my job and see where it goes. But, uh, you know, because I don't want to say, well, you know, maybe if I went to the PBR a little bit, I would have won a lot more. Yeah. You know, vice versa. I want to do, <laughs> leave it where I can hang my hat on both and say, hey, I did, did it, uh, right. I did what I could, man. That's awesome. Um, all right, so we have a lot of fan questions. There you go. <laughs> so, thank you all, by the way, for submitting your fan questions. Um, we enjoy asking people these, and we'd love to get get questions answered for y'all. Um, so, talk us through your favorite bull ride to date. If you could bull pick one, if you can pick one that you've done. Maybe it's your highest scored, maybe it's not. I mean, you were 91 and a quarter at the American, so that was pretty awesome. Yeah. But what's, you know, if you have one that really stood out to you, it's like, yeah, love that one. First round of the NFR this year. I had a great bull named uh, Bumblebee from Car yep. and yep. Uh, Hayden Shaw. Yep. And, uh, you know, I mean, Hayden are good buddies and everything. And, and it was like, it was, I just knew it was going to be a good week. You know, you show up to the first round and you, you get one. He been to Tufts events too. Oh I mean, yeah, they just win I've seen, everything. I'm familiar on, with Bumblebee. You know, yeah. so yeah, Bob, I was tickled. Bob Wisnant and Hayden Shaw. And yeah, yep. I was tickled. I was That's like, awesome. "Yep, this is it right here. This is gonna start it right here." And sure enough, did I was. I think I was a six and a half on my first check at the NFR and kept the ball rolling from there. That's awesome, man. So <clears throat> Jerry asks, talk to us about your form and your style. You ride very in control and upright. Is that intentional, and do you feel like that affects your scores? Um. So, like, when I was younger, I watched Lang, JB, Michael Gaffney, Jim Sharp. <laughs> well, Jim Sharp, you can't get as technically – you can't exactly. get any more technically exactly. sound than Jim. So, you know, uh, I just took notes from everything they did, you know, as far as – Lane with his grit and his try. Mm-hmm. He just kept his hands shut and got the job done, you know, and, and, yeah. and whatnot. And JB, how he pulls his knees up, you know, he can kind of get some good balance. Is that what it means when I, I hear some bull riders say monkey up? Is that what that means? Uh, kind of. Like you can kind of just clamp up. up. But really, I think, you know, if your chest is straight and your knees are up, if he runs it, his shoulders run into your knees, you can kind of feel them more. You know, these leads. I got you. You know, so I, I've always done that on my barrels. And as yeah. far as Michael – G man, mm-hmm. the way he leaves it straight up and down, and it's just and and the same with Jim Sharp. They, yeah. I mean, they just look make it look too easy. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I don't know if it affects my scores because I don't. I care more about getting the job done than yeah. you know if consistency will beat anything. So if it does, it does. If not, I don't really look too much into it. I got you. All right. So someone named Zane asks, "How good of a poker player are you?" <laughs> I know who that is. This, yeah, yeah, this sounded like I, somebody I know you probably that know. Is. Yeah, uh, depends on the night, depends on the hands. <laughs> you know, it depends is. who's dealing. It depends who's the dealer. <laughs> Dang right. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So Megan asks, "Do your parents support your riding?" Yeah. Um, so yeah, my mother. You know, she's been there from day one. Um, it's kind of a tough question, I'll be honest with you, because my well, stepdad, yeah, yeah, he, uh, like, he got everything started for me. Um, 
unfortunately there were some family issues yeah and things that like happens this. for everybody man yeah so i mean hey, what, hey i know he supports me yeah but um you know like i said there was some stuff that yeah i ain't gonna be involved in yeah for sure um what about the fact that you you talked about earlier how a lot of people in your family rode bronx mm-hmm. like you know is was yeah. that you know i know stetson's kind of got that problem everybody rides yeah. bronx in his family but yeah was that a big deal that you wanted to ride bulls instead um or? Not necessarily because everybody knew I was wanting to. You, you know, go. like I said, like yeah. I said before, it was just always. And I'd rode Bronx. You know, I'd I'd rope bulldog, rode Bronx, and everything. And um, I'd ride mucking horses. I'm telling you right now, that I give my hat to them because it's. Uh, <laughs> I think that's us for the birds. It's a long ways from them to the dirt and uh, and whatnot. Imagine. So, but uh, no, they knew. They kind of knew what I was going to go after. That's cool. One question that came in is, what's the biggest hurdle so far in your young career you've had to overcome? There's been a few. Yeah. So when I was, uh, I was eight years old, I was actually wanting to ride bareback horses. Yeah. And I had a bareback record when that cow's telling me about put it on her. And I'd actually came off the very wrong, landed wrong, and dislocated my elbow, fractured my elbow, and broke my forearm all in one. Damaged my growth plate. I had, I think, four surgeries on it. Dang. From the time I was eight to I think they finally got it fixed when I was 14 years old. And then rolled right into my leg injury. Um, you know, it got bad enough to where they had, like, I, I could see the screw head on, on outside of my leg. Like, it was getting bad. The infection was and everything. Yeah. So they took it out, and I had ended up having four surgeries on my leg, too. And that's when it got serious for me. Yeah. You know, I wasn't even riding bulls. I was fighting bulls. You know, I was yeah. I was at a church camp, and, and uh, you know, I, I'd want to do it because I want to get more bull savvy. You know, that's, yeah. that was the reasoning. It wasn't just because I wanted to be a bullfighter. You know, I, I want to raise bulls and everything, but yeah. I don't think you got to fight bulls. You know that. So, yeah. you know, and it was right before nationals. It's right before Shawnee, Oklahoma, the IFYR, and I was on the bloomer team and everything. Everything was paid for, you know. And, yeah. and you know, that's – just stuff that I I wish I hadn't have done. Like I mean, just learned off of. Yeah. Um, those two are the biggest thing because that infection was pretty scary. You know, they put an external fixator on it and had an IV antibiotics for a couple of weeks, and that's when it got. Hey, you know, let's get serious about this and what we're going to do throughout our lives is going to be for this. So that's cool. Um, so we had a couple couple of uh, people message about rifle. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of summed it up. Do you miss rifling? What is so special to you about your hometown? Yeah, I tell you what, I do miss rifle occasionally. You yeah. know, that that place is, you know, ever since I was seven years old till the time I graduated, that's where that's where it was. That's where I grew up. That's that's where it started. You know, as far as my career, um, you know, I got a bunch of best friends out there and everything. And yeah, I do miss it. Um, I miss the summer weather. I'll tell you that. But I don't I miss that snow. I, I tell you. It's too cold up there for me, but uh, yeah, I do miss it occasionally and going to see the mountains and just a new, new um, image up there and everything. See old friends and stuff. Yeah. So <clears throat> Chisholm underscore Creed, I couldn't figure out his name, mm-hmm. asks, what bull have you not been on that you want to stick it to? <laughs> oh, man. Uh you know, at the time it was Bruiser. You know, does he mean today? 
or like Whenever. anytime. I don't know. He didn't specify. I don't know. So there's there's like voice chiseled by on chiseled with the American. Um, yeah, I was about to say you got on chiseled. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I'd love him again. I he yeah. That's like a Cadillac, but uh, shoot, I don't. How do you think he'd match up against Wupa? Again? Yeah. Oh, you've been on Wupa. Oh yeah, run okay. him underneath me again. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get on him. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about him. Him and the actually the bull that uh. That dislocated my shoulder. We kind of got a little rivalry going because he's uh, Brandon Stewart's his name that owns him, yeah. and he's twenty five minutes from my house. Yeah. Is know, that BS Cattle? BS Cattle yeah. Company. Okay. And I got on him one time, about rode him, and the second time I got on him, my shoulder, you know. Up. So that there, it it kind of rose me wrong that he's twenty five minutes down the road and I ain't rode him yet, you know. <laughs> and he bucks too, so but that'd be it. What a how did the ride with Wupa go? Not good. It's not good at all. What what is it? You know, I I had I've been so I had Cord McCoy on. Cord walked us through getting on Bushwhacker. Oh like, yeah. You know how how that went. He compared it to like a roller coaster, and so you can imagine Cord's voice going. He was like a roller coaster. Click, oh click, yeah. Click, 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 you know. Yeah. Um, and then he just dropped out from under you. What what makes Wu so hard? Just I'd say his athleticism. Yeah. You know you you watch the guys that rode him too. It don't get easier. <laughs> you know, it ain't like he starts good and then he just ends up being nice. You know, when he, he bucks, he's going to do it every jump too. You know, but that's that's kind of challenge that, you know, I think honestly top contenders look for is stuff like that, you know. is That's what that's what everybody remembers. Yeah. You know, and that's what we'll always remember is in rides like that, you know. So, yeah, I mean, he's uh he's all there, but he's dang sure one I'd love to get on again. <laughs> So, Cattle AJ asks, to date, what's your biggest accomplishment in bull riding, in your in your mind? Um, I'd honestly have to say the American in March. Um, you know it. I was fired up to be there. You know that atmosphere and everything, and staying on three bulls, you mm-hmm. know, back to back to back, that fired me up quite a bit, and it just kind of showed that. And I was just on top of the world. It didn't matter if they went right, left. I was going to stick it to them. And, you know, I just need to get that attitude every time when I go somewhere and do my job. For sure. And then finally, Ethan asks, what is the best path to follow to be successful in the PRCA? What particular rodeos to enter, when to practice, or how to practice? So I guess he's just looking for general advice, probably. Yeah, I mean... My biggest thing is get in with the right group of guys. Don't get in with guys. I mean, you know, some guys like to circuit rodeo and go circuit rodeo. Some guys like to go for it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying go for it. Yeah. Okay. There's there's how many rodeos throughout the year. Okay. Circuit rodeos, you got your only one finals, and then you go to the you know Ram National Circuit Finals, which is great. That's just so great for people. Mm-hmm. But they're also got them big rodeos for a reason. You got to yeah. go for it. Do yeah. it. But get in with the right group of guys. You know, I'm not too big on where to enter and stuff. Like, I just kind of look at money added on the best weekend. You know, some days, I, some weekends, I might enter five rodeos in three days, and if I draw good at this one, I'm gonna go to this. One. You know, yeah. whatever whatever looks the best for you, right? Yeah. So, that's all. I think that's the biggest thing for me. What about like practicing? Because you've talked a lot about getting on a lot of bulls, yeah, and things like that. I mean, if you need it, do it. Yeah, but if you don't. I mean, when you, 
I, you know, I think when you get to a certain point in your career, it only takes one bull for it to turn around, and you you might as well get paid for it. Yeah. Okay. To be, you know, the best bull rider, you're not going to be, you know, you could make a 93-point bull ride in the practice pin. Yeah. You and the guys that were there are only guys going to remember it. Yeah. You make a 93-point bull ride in Cheyenne. <laughs> Everybody, you, you live. It. You live in history. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So that's the difference. But like I'd say, practice bulls that you know you can ride. You know, don't don't get on something that's gonna really really fire. You know, just because yeah. they need an out on them, get on something you can. Yeah. Keep your hands so you can shut. Get confidence. Get in. confidence yeah. on. Like like I said before, I went to the finals because you know I wanted one that went left and one that went right. Actually went to Riley Sanford's house. There you go. Yeah. And that's where he ran in underneath me. 86, 87 pointers, 85 pointers, round the left, round the right. That's it. I called it done. Yeah. And that's that was what was good enough for me. But everybody's different. Yeah. You know, some guys can go without a month of not getting on anything and enter and go, you know. So yeah. it's just different for everybody. That's awesome. Well, man, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I appreciate you coming in. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say to your fans and just fans of the sport of rodeo or bull riding in general? Yeah, just I appreciate everybody that is amongst it. Because without, without y'all, I mean, this sport wouldn't be alive as good as it is, you know. So it's uh, it's pretty cool to see that rodeo is, you know, still if you do your job, you get paid. And, you know, with that being said, it's – it's cool to see the people behind it. You know, they see it just like we do, and and uh, just appreciate all the support. Yeah, no, I mean, again, with with what we do here, you know, um, we're fans of the sport, and we love getting to know you guys. And so, again, thank you for coming in, and thank you all for listening to the podcast today. Um, Colton, where can people find you on social media to kind of follow along with what you have going on, especially your progress as you're – getting healthy yeah so just facebook's under my name colton fritzlin and uh, instagram is c dot fritzlin okay colton fritzlin. and colton is spelled c-o-l-t-e-n yeah and fritzlin is f-r-i-t-z-l-a-n yeah so it's a little different if you if you're used to spelling colton with an o yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway uh, follow along with us on social media at Tough Draw and at Tough Draw Talks for more episodes of our podcast as we continue to bring y'all closer to the rodeo community and action like never before. Until next time, everyone, enjoy the ride. <laughs>